0: Welcome to a Women's Brew, where women talk about beer. In today's episode of our Brave Noise interview series, we're joined at London Craft Beer Festival by Ash and Wren, two amazing members of the Brave Noise team, who together are daring to be brave and make noise about their Brave Noise initiative. I'm Joanne, and this is Tori. Hello. And we're two beer loving women on a mission to get more people drinking and talking about great beer and making a brave noise. Come join us. Here we are. We well, we are at London Craft Beer Festival. It's quite noisy, but we have the microphone. I think we're gonna be okay. And we are delighted to have Ash and Ren from the Brave Noise Initiative. And we are so privileged that you've come on to speak to us. Um, if you'd just like to let in case, like we talk about it a lot on the podcast for obvious reasons, but um, if you'd like to introduce yourself in case people haven't been listening to us, please let everybody know why you are here. Let's should we start with Ash. There you go. Yes.
1: Hello. Uh, I'm Ash Elliott, and I founded a platform called Women of the Bevolution, and I'm co-founder of Brave Noise, uh, which is advocating for a safe and discrimination-free beer industry. So excited to be here in London. I'm going to pass the mic to our collaborator, Ren.
2: I know, right? It's like pass the mic. Uh, I'm Ren Navarro. I am the Canadian consultant for Brave Noise and I run Beer Diversity which is a consultancy company that talks about diversity and inclusion uh, in alcohol and outside of alcohol and basically anyone who wants to talk about it Uh, and that's been running for four years and so obviously I'm here for Brave Noise and uh, yeah I mean it's just it's great to be back in London. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Cool.
2: Like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes,
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I've got all the questions noted down, so my my brain is not functioning properly at the moment. So, uh, uh, as usual. Um, so, in terms of it, like I think everyone kind of knows the origins of how it started, but how was it that you guys sort of, as a group, came together to form Brave Noise,
1: meet each other? I guess is really the question. Who wants to answer that? Um, Yeah, uh, I guess like I sometimes wish I was a matchmaker because I just I like to find people that are doing real good things and good work and kind of bring them together. And I think that's where I met Brienne when she was sharing you know stories on Instagram and with Women of the Bevolution. I was like, okay, well, what can I do? I have a platform. How can I support? uh, You know, share the stories, provide resources, and so that's where Brienne was like you know, I might want to make, she had already brewed Brave Noise and she was like, people keep asking if it can be a collaboration. And I was like, yeah, that sounds great. How can I get involved? So from a, like a resource aspect, that's where I kind of came in. And then I connected with Ren and was like, okay, well, Ren's doing a." Um, amazing work in creating more inclusive workspaces in the beer industry among many other things that she's been doing and i was like i would love to bring ren into the conversation uh about being part of this collab and then also then jen blair who it does literally everything um, and currently works for Cicerone and she 's very um, involved with the home brewing world and I also um, kind of uh, have my foot in the home brewing world as well and so I was like hey like would you be part of this you know collab with us and so that 's where it kind of like started the four of us and then from there we kind of brought on other uh, collaborators so we have like safe bar network who does like active Uh, bystander training for bars and breweries. We have HR Uprise, who create a code of conduct, uh, a a guide to how to create your own code of conduct, and they're available if breweries have further questions about creating one. Um, We have Not Me, the misconduct reporting app. It's a free tool that uh, folks can download and actually report misconduct at wherever they're working. Um, And so they've been a great support system in the beer industry. and then, you know, we also just have, like, a few other resources. And, we're you know, through all the nonprofits that have been involved, too, now we have a complete list of all these nonprofits, like, globally that folks can support that align with the Brave Noise mission of a safe and inclusive uh, industry. So, so yeah, that's kind of how it, like, came to be. Um, I don't know if I missed anything. I think that was pretty descriptive. I was like, eh. I'll pass this back. back. So I'm, like, I'm like gripping on. Yeah. It's it's that thing. It's basically
3: it's that thing that we did when we were doing um, the the international collaboration Day, and the people were taking photos, and we're like, they're like, just act act normal, and we're like, how do you? And we're like, very normal. And then it's like I've I've never done that in my life. I swear. to God, I don't know.
1: <laughs> Oh, i do like okay.
3: someone takes a camera out and then like the hand goes on the hip because i'm like i don't yeah. know <laughs> that looks right
1: <laughs>
3: and i've done so obviously i met you online ahead of time because i actually did the active bystander training and it was really really brilliant because i think everyone thinks they know what they would do in that situation but it's very different to be in that situation and i think that training actually gave some pretty good real life examples of what you would do and also it's not just about creating conflict like it was really good to say okay you don't have to walk up and barge up to someone and be like hey what are you doing get away there was a very good uh, if you're a non-confrontational person how do you handle that and still make sure the person is safe and talking about using alcohol alcohol as tooling and all that and that was some stuff that I feel like it's really important and we might know, but it doesn't get talked about in that way. So that was a really, really amazing training, I think. Jo, do you have
0: anything you want to add before I move on? No, I mean, so talking about the charities, that was really, that was like a really difficult thing when we were doing ours with Mirakai, um trying to find like there were so many we were like oh we could support these people but sometimes like the charities or uh, the organisations can't take things that have been from the sale of alcohol so that was quite difficult like I've just, I just changed jobs but previously I worked for a homelessness charity so then like there was things that we wanted to do there but like, actually because of the people we're supporting it being involved in alcohol isn't a great thing. So, but we managed to find the uh, wellness officers initiative through the Coven, which we're so we're so pleased about. That we managed to find that, and it's it's really great now that you've got a directory of those that people, if they want to do that kind of work, there is now those things that they can do it from. I think that's brilliant, really useful. Yeah, we definitely want this to be. We
1: definitely want the collab to be as informative as possible. Like we want to have the resources laid out. We want to help. Like, I think that it can be a little intimidating uh, for folks to engage with the club because there is like, there's a lot of steps, right? Like we want people to do the work. But again, like if you have a question, we have been very open about working with breweries to like, hey, just reach out to us, let's have the conversation, we're here to help, here's resources, we'll help guide you. Like, it's not like like we're not, you know, I want us to be available and like collaborative. So that's I hope like everyone listening and breweries like listening. Like, if you have a question, reach out. Uh, if something problematic happened at your business, we also are here to be a resource and help you do the right thing. So
3: I think that's great because, um, yeah, it's it's that whole uh, people think that it. I think people think that it's really there's so many steps to it but actually I would argue that I I, I don't think there's actually that that many we we did it so our our first episode because we originally started out saying we're going to make this Brave Noise series and we're going to try to talk to everyone in the UK that has brewed a Brave Noise beer and (laughs) at the moment there's only 10 of 10 people that have signed up to it so we're like this is um, something we feel is achievable and we hope that it gets so big that it becomes unachievable is really our goal and the first episode we had only recorded a 20-30 minute segment because we originally thought it was going to be 20-30 minutes making one really long episode and that didn't happen so we filled the second half of that episode by just basically going we're just going to walk you through the steps of the website and show you how easy it is and demystify it because I think people think oh that's a lot of things I got to do a code of conduct I got to do this but I think you guys. You
0: literally did it in five minutes. Yeah, you talked about how homegrowers could get involved and how bottle shops and and customers could get involved, and that took up more time than it did actually signing up to the initiative.
3: I think we talked about all the amazing things off the back end of it and all the things that you could do and should do more than it actually took to do the steps because you guys have made it so easy to do to set something up. It's I it's do it's the really work.
1: To, so. <laughs> yeah. It's like all laid out there. Yeah.
3: <laughs> That's it. It's it's the do the work, but it's also a you've spelled it out to make it easy for people to do the work so that they can't get trip. They don't trip over themselves going, oh, that sounds like it's a lot to do to do this. I don't I'm not legal. I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to do that. You've made it really, really easy for that to happen. Did you ever think that it was going to go global?
2: I, I think it's always the hope that it'll go global. I think that, you know, we've, we've kind of come off of this, this long run of global initiatives. So there was the, you know, the all together for like hospitality and then there was Black is Beautiful. And then I think that because those became global and, you know, I mean, it's it, unfortunately, fortunately, uh, being in North America, we're very like if it happens in North America, it can happen anywhere. And so those both happened in North America, and I think that what we hoped was that it would catch fire the same way. And what we learned is, as you said, people were like, "Oh, this is too hard to do. How do I put in writing that I will keep you safe and try to do these things?" Um, and, and I think we still got it. I mean, at the end of the day, we you know we're pushing 200. Um, I would love it to be a much larger number because when you look at the other initiatives, and and again, like no knock on these other initiatives, but they didn't ask for something in return. They were just like, here's a recipe, go do it. Give it to your favorite hospitality charity or give it to your favorite you know, Black Lives Matter group or national or whatever. Um, and we just said, put in writing that you want to be accountable for things. And everyone went, "Ooh, I don't know if I can do that. And I think that, that you know, but we still did see that there was an uptick from international breweries so the the pro is that, yes, a bunch of people took it on. The con is that there could be so many more and that it just shows that people are still too scared to commit things to writing.
0: Yeah. I agree. We definitely had, like, we,
2: we when we spoke to a Wilderness Brewery,
0: um, they're headed by James, and he was like, oh, like, at first I was like, I don't know if I, I can do this. Like, am I allowed to do it because I'm a guy? And... Yeah, everyone is allowed to do it because we are all part of this industry and this community and we all want to be safe and be inclusive and build the community into what we want to be. So, yeah,
3: you can do it, whoever you are. Yeah, I think that there was a lot of people saying, but I'm a straight white male and I don't know if I have a place in this. And, And my argument to that was... But as a straight white male who has that platform, you are able to speak to people who maybe won't listen to some of us. <laughs> uh, you could convince other people to listen to us. As
2: I, like, quietly be like, give me the microphone. Um, well, that, but that's the thing that we were really pushing is that use your privilege. Because, the, you know, there's, there's a very select group of us who just keep screaming into the wind. And so people get very tired of hearing from the same group of us. And if a guy stands up and says, hey, I think this is a good idea, everyone listens to him.
3: It's become an echo chamber. It's like you're shouting in an echo chamber, and you're like, "But we can't do this we're Shouting in an echo chamber. Exactly. We need somebody else to come. Yeah, in and that I, can help this and, as well. and I
2: mean, it's it's frustrating because we all, you know, I mean, we're, we're a group of intelligent people doing these things and pushing it forward. But if if I can get two guys to stand up and say, "Hey, I did it," and I put this into writing, and now. You know, I'm seeing that the people, these people who never came into my brewery before now come in because they know they can hold us accountable in terms of these things. And everyone goes, oh, that's really good. I'll take it. Because the, the more people who say, do you know what? I listened to what they were screaming about and realized," Because the, the problem is that too many, too many breweries declare themselves to be good people. And you can say that you're a good person, but it doesn't mean anything. Someone else has to tell you. It's the same thing as being an ally. You can say you're an ally. It doesn't mean anything. Someone has to, like, bestow that upon you, and you can lose that. And I think we need to get over that and understand that it is up to us, and we need to stop saying, but I didn't know where to start. The website gives you everything you need. It is completely, you know, and it's so comprehensive, but it also is like, if you have problems, here are the people you talk to. So it's not even like, hey, just read this, it's easy. It's like, hey, read this, it's easy. But if you still have questions, here are a group of people you can reach out to. Here are email addresses. Here are partner groups. Here are partner associations. And and the thing is... And you know, and I, I get it. Some breweries can't do it because of you know money or, or size or whatever. That is fine. Do not feel bad about it. Like those breweries listening, it's okay. But the ones who say I'm not comfortable putting my value statements down or my code of conduct down, you cannot be trusted. There is nothing that you can do that will win me over if you say no to this. And this is not about bullying into doing it. It's just even if you don't brew the beer, do the code of conduct, do the value statement because I don't care. You can make the best beer in the world, but if I don't feel safe and I think that something bad is going to happen to me when I'm in your space, guess what? I'm not going to drink your beer.
3: So that's that's just this is a question I didn't have jotted down. I hope this is an okay question. Um it's it has sort of dawned on me. So speaking from speaking to Emma from Mirakai, especially when we made our brave noise, she had nothing but, you know, compliments of saying if people can't do everything there and you know the code of conduct's in their power but like some of the actual brewing process is out of their control they can't do it like you guys have been so good at being accommodating to say you know what like let's work with this let's try to make this work and like you said having the conversations giving all the contact details knowing who to reach out to if somebody turned around and said look I have a beer that I've brewed it's not the recipe it's something different but I I want to do this charity beer even though it's not the recipe if someone contacted you and said, I'll do the code of conduct and everything else and donate to charity, would you, would you be open to allowing them to use a beer that they've already planned on brewing and using that for the Brave Noise, or is it really, is there sort of a marriage to the recipe?
2: <laughs> um, I, and the only reason, again, I do that is because <laughs> someone in Canada did do that. Oh, amazing. So they said, we're going to sign up for Brave Noise, but we're not going to use the recipe, but we will do the label, we will do the code of conduct, and we will do the value statements, so the QR code is there. Um, they've always wanted to do a clone beer, a very large brewery, and said, this is our chance to do it. We appreciate the recipe you've given us, but this is our chance to like play, but we're going to use your label, and we're going to push this forward. And so they did a full launch, and they talked about Brave Noise, and they talked about what it was about. So they still used everything else from the platform. And it's, you know, and I mean, the, I, I've been lucky enough, I, I think at this point I've done eight or ten collabs for Brave Noise, and everyone's done a little twist. There's only one that's been like, pretty true to to the original recipe. And so it's not it's not about here's the recipe you must stick to it because it's never been that way with any of these other collabs or initiatives. So don't be like, well, we don't make pale ales. Cool, then don't make a pale ale, but slap the label on it. Make a lager, make a lager right? Make a lager, a very tasty lager. And I think that as long as that QR code is there and that conversation is still started, it doesn't matter what the liquid is in the container i mean we there's been kombucha there's been cider like not everyone is doing beer so
3: we don't see those elements to it because we just see the uk and, and it's almost like in the uk there have been just the replications of the recipe i mean i've seen it in the us but the ones i've seen were also just more or less replication recipe and i and you know i've heard the argument that's a really really great argument um is you know we, we don't want to take away from the initiative by doing anything that might be seen as over the top you know changing that and and i think that's really that's a very noble thing to do but i think that's also really great if somebody's saying i physically cannot fit something else into my brew schedule i already have all these ingredients i have these commitments done you know can i reuse something not reuse it but i've got this on the go can we use this and follow all the steps and you're open to doing that i, I think that's really brilliant I wanted to. Add, I want to add
1: on to that because, yes, I want to emphasize that it's not about the recipe or even the brew. It's about the steps and the message that we want to get out there. It's about doing the work. Um, again, yes, we've had ma- many variations. We have like a cider. We are having a hard kombucha I know of in the U.S. Um, Vault City that's here at the fest did a pineapple sour. Um, And yeah, obviously Lost and Grounded that's here has a logger uh, on tap, a Brave Noise logger. So again, if suddenly like it didn't work in the brew schedule or something, it's like make a commitment in another way. You know, if you wanna do an event, you wanna uh, do merch or something just to help kind of spread awareness, that's great. But again, it is those steps that we want people to to make. So
3: yeah. That leads me
1: to another question that
3: I have later on, but I might as well ask it now. i happen to know somebody that makes amazing beer hot sauce and obviously your initiative is is aimed around beer like breweries and home brewers um and also obviously we're here at the we are beer festival they've done that collaboration if there's somebody that doesn't fit the mold of brewery or um you know home brewer that wants to get involved someone wants to make a charity beer hot sauce i mean i'm not directing this to anyone in particular I might have already messaged this person to say, you should do this and you should utilize these hops because that's how they could tie it in. It's just, you know, here's these hops, make a charity hot sauce that I would 100% buy. And I think a lot of other people will. Um, Is
1: that something that they they could contact you about and you'd be willing to work with? Yes, 100%. 100%. Again, it's just, uh, please make the hot sauce please do it. Please reach out to us. Uh, Yeah. I mean, we've also had like bars that have just reached out and they're like, Hey, like we, we want to support, you know, we want to post a code of conduct. Can we sign up? So we've definitely like expanded. I mean, this touches the entire like hospitality industry. Um, So we definitely don't want people to feel like they have to brew the actual product. It could be a different variation. It could be something else like hosting an event or just taking those steps, you know? That's
3: amazing, and I think speaking to, so we did speak to Tom from We Are Beer, who was the one that was there at Lost and Grounded doing, you know, on behalf of everyone doing that bit. Um, and he raised something that's really stuck with me since we spoke to him, which was, he learned from someone else that all you had to do through a conversation, he learned this, not all you have to do but something that's really important and can be quite impactful is just doing something as simple to you as sticking a rainbow flag on a door because people see a rainbow flag on the door and they know that this is some place that will make me feel more comfortable I'm welcome here and I thought that was really great because it did resonate with me because I was somewhere recently where I drove by a pub in an area that I probably wouldn't have normally gone to the pubs because they tended to be very the traditional pub that I feel like if I walked in, people would be like, but I saw a rainbow flag out in their garden as I drove by. And I was like, you know what? That makes me feel like I could go in there and I'd be welcome. And I thought that was really brilliant, just an important statement. Would you guys consider doing something like having a sticker or something that people can put on the doors if they sign up as a... (laughs) Just put your hand
2: down. I know, I, I just keep... Well, I think I think the the problem is is that people mess up. So to give a sticker that says here you've got the the thumbs up or the you know that tick mark, what happens in six months when things go pear shaped? And I I think that giving someone a sticker allows them to rest on their laurels, because the thing with the rainbow sticker is if you put it in the window and then you crack all the homophobic jokes, there are consequences. And I think that this. To me, the initiative is not about us watching over. This is the first step, right? It's 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 not that oh we've brewed it and now we've shown everyone that we're great because we did this, you know, the value statements and the code of conduct. It's like no, no, no. Now you have to do more. Yeah. Like thank you for doing this and thank you for you know connecting with charities and doing things for your local community. But like you're not done. And I I think that I am I'm reluctant with stickers no, I think that's because because there is no. part of it means that we now have to create almost this rule book that says, if you have a sticker in the window, we expect this from you forever. And, and I don't know about you, but I don't, I don't have time. So like, you know, Hey, it's your six month check-in. And I think that, that people get lazy and if they have a sticker in the window, it, you know, they kind of tap the sign and say, well, we got this and we know it's Okay and and i i think that no you don't get a sticker it's the same you don't get a gold star it's like so you do something good great do something again yeah. and again and again and again and and i think that not giving people that um pushes them to work harder
3: i think that's an amazing response and something that I probably wouldn't have even thought about but it makes complete and total sense and it's this is more about empowerment for the people to do the right thing for their business yeah. and like you said people aren't infallible they could change and, yeah. you know six months a new owner could take over and it could all change and next thing you know someone goes in there and says oh, I was mistreated and they're, and they're coming to you to say well you signed off this place and it's yes. like well no 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 no." and I
1: that's totally yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna add on to that because yes it is like It is a tricky situation, and we've been asked that. And as much as, like, I would like to find a way to collaborate, it just, it is, like, us on the ground having to then check in, and it's just monitoring. And it's like, you know, anything with, like, getting a health rating at a restaurant or something, you know, it's like people are checking in on that. Like, we can't really do that. And so um, I think that the only way in the future if we did something, like, it's an event or festival where we're an actual Like, we're managing it. We're a leader in it. We're we're kind of like, it's our festival, our event. Like, that's a little different. But, like, even here, like, that question did come up here at the London Craft Beer Fest. And as much as, like, I want people to feel welcome, this isn't our fest. Like, we're here to offer support, spread the word, engage breweries and customers that are here. But, you know, we're really, like, we're here to have the conversation, have open dialogue. But we can't, we're not, like you know, we, we're we not in control, we're not, this isn't our event. So I think that's where it does get a little tricky um, as much as I would love to have that sort of certification process uh, if I had the time and capacity and energy. <laughs> that's, that's great. I mean, do you think it's fair to say that if somebody feels like,
3: they want to show that they're a safe space, then what they need to be doing is continuing to support the breweries that are doing the right thing and, you know, making a brave noise and um, supporting from black-owned breweries, female-owned breweries, like all those, uh, the divisive, you know, LGBTQ plus breweries, supporting those breweries, putting those beers on tap. And that's, I guess, sort of sending that message to you on of like, look, we don't have a sticker on the door, that's not a thing we do, but look, look at
0: who we're supporting and look who we're giving our money to. So no i think that's i think that's a very reasonable response like you've got other jobs that you've got to do like you're not in charge of these people that's the whole point like we, we have all got other jobs that we have got to do like these people that people need to take responsibility of themselves do that but if you're a venue, like do your code of conduct show it in that way and show that you've got that sort of thing like there are ways you can do it but you've got to keep you have got to put in the work just like you said
3: so we've got Tom's view on sort of how things came about. We will be speaking to Lost and Grounded, uh, and really excited. That spoiler alert! If this comes out before the Lost and Ground one, which I'm sure it will, spoiler. Um, so it would be really cool to get your point of view on how that collaboration came about. So you were at the fest? Uh,
1: yeah, with the, yeah the festival. Oh. Uh, yes. So, um, so originally we were actually introduced by, uh, Johnny at the craft beer YouTube channel. Um, so Johnny had interviewed Brienne, and then that's where Tom, I think had like gotten connected with Johnny was like, Hey, like, actually I want to connect with the brave noise team. We're doing, you know, these festivals. And so, um, Brianne had suggested, well, you know, it'd be great to do like a collaborative brew at these festivals. And so she reached out to Lost and Grounded. And so that's where the conversation started to have the beer available at all of the We Are Beer Fest. And then from uh, from there, you know, we were like, well, you know, it, they kind of invited us to come to London. and. I was like, it would be great to. Ha- I mean, we're supposed to have the full team, and then Brand is opening up uh, her new brewery in uh, Portland, Maine. Uh, yeah, so it's sacred. Pro- yeah, so um, is it sacred? It's sacred profane, right? Is it and profane? I always at the and. Sacred profane. But yeah, um, so she's act very, very busy. And then Jen Blair just started kind of a new job and has been traveling. So we were hoping to get all of us together. Me and Ren are here. So we were like, we got it. We got to go. Let's do this. Um, and so that's where we are like, we would love to have a booth and kind of with them on making sure there was a code of conduct. And so for folks that um, are listening, the code of conduct... Uh, is actually like posted uh, around the venue. It's on their website, uh, in their Instagram link and bio. And there's actually like email addresses for like the founders. If you have like an issue, you can reach out to them. Um, and then obviously we're here. Like if anything did arise, like you know we're here to have the conversation. We we want to do what we can. Um, and obviously you know there's a ton of security here as well and uh, the ask for Angela initiative is, uh, is here as well so I think like in the, uh, the restrooms they put like info on that so it's great like I'm hoping this is you know uh, a step in the direction of other festivals doing the same thing and seeing this as a model and uh, hopefully building kind of off of that
3: yeah, and if you're going to a beer festival and you're not sure about it, make sure that you challenge the festival, you know, message them and just say, what's your code of conduct? I haven't seen it and, and see what they have to say about it, because, yeah, it's quite important to do that. So, um, <laughs> hello. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. The the Bre- 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 Brewery. I'm really excited. I've been following that because I'm originally from the US and from New England specifically. So it's like I've been following all that. I'm like oh, I can't wait for the next time that I go back and I can go. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> I don't know. Whenever my next trip is, we'll see. That is <laughs> That's the
0: important do part I ever part
3: do I ever part not part bring you back she beer? Can, I always go. bring
0: you back. Okay. Unless <laughs> your okay. right. suitcase gets lost on the way back. From and, then it, and then and it then gets, and it gets and then it gets found
3: <laughs> and <laughs> you still get your beer. And it's
2: okay. That's
3: wild. Yeah, so we obviously, as I mentioned at the start, we only have 10 breweries that have signed up. In in North America, between the US and Canada, have you initially, when it first started, did you see a struggle to get people involved, or did so many people get involved right away? What's the expectation? You know, can we expect that we think it will take more speed here, or...?
2: I, I think that, you know, Canada didn't jump on it the way I thought they would. Um, the... I, you know, comparing U.S. to Canadian breweries, so there's 4,000-plus breweries in the States and 1,400 in Canada, um, but 400 of those are in Ontario, so it's the largest concentration of breweries. And the the number of those who have signed up based in Ontario is laughably small. And then you compare it to those who did Black Lives Matter and, the, you know, the Black is Beautiful beer. Um, but the Black is Beautiful beer, of those who did it... Yeah. Five, ten have redone it since, so it just showed that it was very like flashed in the pan. We were able to do it very quickly. There was no checks or balances. I went onto a website, I grabbed it, I did the label. Maybe I didn't do the label, Maybe I stole the beer. That's for another podcast. Um, and then for for brave noise, I think it's twenty in Ontario, uh, which again small of 400 and then bc per capita was the largest to sign up to do it and then those in bc have actually continued different initiatives so for them that was the true jumping off point where they you know said okay we're going to do this but now we're going to you know get get into this so some brewers are signing it for not me and others are doing um good night out which is you know good night out vancouver which is a group that does kind of the same thing that safe bars does and you know, so they're like the Canadian version and training. So it's, it's been good to see those things happen, but I really wish that it was a much larger number of breweries instead of a lot of people being like, well, it's COVID and like, what was I going to do? And like, we had to make money. And it's like, but you just dropped $2,000 on the newest like flash hop that you used in one beer. So like, explain to me. And, and I think that there's, this is also the period of time where people are asking more questions so we as consumers are now saying okay how do you keep me safe and i'm not asking you to guarantee it because it's impossible to guarantee a safe space but i want you to make the attempt and if something happens i know where to go do so i pull out my phone and i use the not me app do i you know if hr uprise is doing something or you know what i mean so i think that the the, the piece is that it's been really hard to get breweries to commit to it because there's been this weird fear and a lot of breweries are trying to do other initiatives. They're just jumping on other things now and being like, well, we did this thing. And it's like, yeah, cool, but what are you going to do next? And and again, I get it. You know, As a business owner, you, you have to hustle hard, but it's also, if you do this, you're showing a group of people who are ignored and excluded that you're making an effort. And... It's, if I feel safe or welcome in your space, guess what? I'm going to spend the money. So, like, let's just, you know, it was capitalism all along. <laughs> and, like, it's it's one of those things where this doesn't just help the community. It helps you and helps you as someone who is willing to stick your neck out to make changes and I know you know American breweries definitely jumped on it a lot faster and there was definitely a, a greater uptick I mean you can speak to this better than I can but I think there was a great uptick there where Canada we've we're, we're cute and everything we say sorry a lot but damn we're lazy we're really lazy when it comes to these things
1: I, I still I just have to say Ren has done such a tremendous job in Canada there's 58 breweries and um I mean it's, it's all been like wren, like just actively talking to breweries, engaging them, so it's uh it's huge. It's been a ton of work. Uh, I think, you know, in the UK, yeah, we have, like, maybe we have 10 right now. But even from conversations, stay at the fest have been really positive about other breweries here that want to brew it. Um, and then, yeah, the U.S. is just, you know, because Brienne was based there and a lot of us were. And so it's just kind of, like, spread. But we're, you know, we're hoping to expand that. So anyone listening, please let us know. We're here to help. <laughs> so
3: I know that I've definitely spoken to some breweries that were wanting to get involved as well, um, but they just haven't committed yet. And I'm really hoping... I, I'm I've said this before and I'll say it again like there's a lot of brews that are doing the right thing and a lot of yep. spaces that are doing the right thing and I'm like you're doing the right thing why don't you just want to shout about it and like all you've got to do is just jot down what you're already doing and like show people that you're doing the right thing like why wouldn't you want but people I, to know that but I think
2: I think there's a thing with that where where folks are afraid that it'll come off as performative yes. and so they say I can't stand and yell it from the rafters because what if you know what do I what do I follow it up with? And I think that there is a way to do it. Social media, again, we post, you know, everyone goes to Yakima Chief and jumps into the giant, like, hill of hops. Why don't we show that you're brewing this thing? And why don't we give your platform to the community group that you're working with and allow them to speak about something? And it's it's so much easier when you do that and say, you know what, we have... 10, 20, 60,000 followers and here's the community group that we're supporting for that period of time and let them talk about it, let them use their words and we just say, you know what, we brewed a beer and we learned from them and they benefited and then we benefited and now you get to benefit as the person who follows us and, and I think that we get so caught up in our thoughts and this, this fear of getting it wrong and we get it wrong all the time, like breweries dump beer constantly and you keep going, right? Your brewer shows up the next day and turns the lights on and does it all over again. So why is it that when we talk about Brave Noise, we talk about these initiatives, everyone goes, I don't know, I might get it wrong. And it's like, yeah, you probably will. You know what? That's life. Because that's, if you get things right all the time, it's really boring and why are you doing anything? So I think we, we need to, as a group, start supporting each other and saying, you know what? I am going to get it wrong and I am going to mess it up. And we're going to use the resources that have been given to us. We're going to talk to these people who are sitting here waiting to to help us out. And we're going to figure it out.
3: Again, Emmett Mirakai sort of said as well uh, when we recorded with her that it's the... (laughs) Emmet Mirakai said, you know... It is very much like everyone wins when you do that, like everyone wins. You win as a brewery because you're going to get more business. You know, the people win because they know they're going to be safe and feel included. So, you know, what's what's not to do? It's it's selfish, but it's also not selfish. So it's it's really great. when you When you do have breweries that sort of yes. apply for this type of thing and you can tell that it maybe it's a bit performative, or maybe they have a problematic past. If you have that, if you have someone that is trying to sign up for it, that is in that situation, they have a problematic past or they're currently having a controversy or you feel like they're doing it to be performative and they haven't actually followed anything other than just putting the very basic code of conduct. How do you handle that?
1: Yeah, I can. Uh, I will. I will uh, step in on this one because I'm kind of behind the scenes answering all the emails. Uh, so when this does arise, and uh, I've definitely gotten. Um, former employees or customers that have alerted me about a problem at that brewery or something did uh, was posted that we just weren't aware about at that exact time. And so we are trying to do our diligence to we'll go and contact that brewery and let them know that something has been shared and ask, like, what steps are you taking and how can we provide you with resources um, to help you create uh, a safer, more inclusive environment.
2: And um, so, so Ash will go through the emails, and then if it's Canadian, I'll get it, and it'll be like, "What's what's your take on it?" And that's been the great thing about kind of having us in two spots, because it's you know you'll know a Canadian brewery by name, and I'll be like, "I know, I know what's going on," um, and it's been great because we've been able to to be transparent with it too. And so, what happens is Ash does the email sends it to me and says are they good if the answer is no then ash will reply and say we've discussed it as a team here's the thing that's come up here's your chance to reply to it because it's not about doing a a jump on someone and being like we heard this terrible story about you it's like we're going to give you the chance and this is a very important initiative and we can't have it be like yeah actually we were kind of gross but we still want to do it it's like well no we can't have that and and so the you know there are ones that have said yes we got called out and we're we're making changes and the next question is what changes have you made what are your next steps what's your long term plan I
0: definitely think like
2: when we had our moment
0: over here and we had all of our stuff come out like there's a lot of people who are like oh yeah this, these groups oh yeah I put up a you know we put up a we're sorry statement and then there are some that I have not seen anything from since and I'm like well I haven't seen your actions okay, where so you yeah, yeah, this is what we're doing. I've not seen it. And I'm like, yeah, see, you're still on my list. Sorry. <laughs> Until I see the actions, yes. you're still sitting on my list. Like, I'm not, I'm not I'm not, cancelling you. I'm watching you to see what you're doing. And when you do something that's positive, then we'll be ha- then we'll be good again. I mean, that comes back to our collab. Yeah.
1: You know, it's based on, you know, three things. It's transparency. It's accountability. Um, so there's three things. Transparency, accountability. action thank you i'm like what yeah actually do the fucking work (laughs)
3: thank you might might just to add to all those points as well it's like for me it's not about cancel culture it's not about saying somebody's past redemption for me it's like i'm i'm not canceling you i'm choosing not to spend my money with you at the moment and then when you show me that you're somebody that you build that trust back and you show me i can trust you again then I will start spending money. I'm not about saying you're done, you're done forever, nothing's ever going to change.
2: But I think the thing about cancel culture as a term is that, uh, and I've said this in a bunch of spots, it's, we're not cancelling you, like you said, we're asking you to be accountable. We're asking you to be better. Yeah, but it's it's also, you've said, like, you you were going to do these things, you didn't do it, and so someone said, but we want to hold you accountable, and you said, oh, but I'm being cancelled. You're not being cancelled, you're being asked to do better.
3: So I know that we basically, you guys have to get back to your stand, I'm going to get back to my stand, Joe's going to get back to work. Um, The deadline has been extended to December, Um, if somebody can't make that December deadline they want to do it next year, will you be extending it again, is there an ability to extend it again?
1: Um yeah, so it's gonna be uh, kind of a case by case basis, but folks can still apply. They if they want to do um their own rendition of Brave Noise, inspired by kind of what we're doing, um, you know, we kind of have the same model, that's fine. Again, we just want everyone to have the step take the steps, have the resources. Um but yeah, uh, I think that it'll definitely continue going. We just we really want to make as much noise as possible right now, and we also want to show the folks that have supported the impact that we've had so far you know we've had uh a over 260 breweries we've had over 700 uh, home brewers um and we've raised probably like over a hundred thousand dollars to uh global to charities all around the world so i think that's where we want to wrap up this year and to show the work that um that everyone's been doing so far but this collab will still be out there the initiative will still be out there and we still need a lot more folks involved so please reach out to us if you'd like to collaborate or learn more is a final message is there uh, if there's anyone that's thinking of getting
3: involved any organizations breweries anything else that is thinking of getting involved but maybe they're not sure or they've been holding back for whatever reason or they didn't know about it what message would you like to send to them
1: um, yeah, I would say that, um, like, you know, we're open to getting more involved with other organizations and adding them to our nonprofit list, adding resources uh, regionally. So we say, you know, reach out to us. We just want to kind of work with everyone right now and just make as much noise as possible.
2: I want people to not just say the initiative is over and my opportunity to do it is over. This is the start to a great a great moment to continue more and to lay the groundwork to make it better. I think that with this, this allows people to continue and say, okay, we've done it or we haven't done it, but value statements, code of conduct, they're really important. If you own a company, you've got to do it. They have to exist.
3: Brilliant.
0: Thank you both so much. We've done it. Um, I'm so glad that we got to talk to Ash and Ren and that we got to meet them in person. I know. They are so lovely. They are we've so inspiring. T-shirts. We've got we've, our t shirts. We bought, we
3: bought, I, yeah. I bought this t shirts but then um, Ash was so not, I got a Women of the Bevolution. Yeah, we've got, got Women it's of the It's in the, the wash because I. Well. Sweated in it. Atlantic <laughs> Festival. It was a very so warm it weekend. It needed to be washed, but yeah. I, yeah, so excited about that, and I love it. It's a nice V-neck, brave noise top, which you I love. v I love a V-neck because it's just the right cut for yeah. me. Um, so thank you so much for that. Thank you for we got stickers. Thank you for the stickers. Uh, yeah, thank you so massive. Much. Thank you to both of them for taking the time because it was crazy busy. It was so busy. Crazy warm. Yeah. Um, we during the interview you may you may or may not notice we had a visitor who really enjoyed our who was in the green room and really enjoyed our interview uh, so you might hear a bit of that but and a uh, big
0: thank you mentioning the green room big thank you to House hops for allowing us to use the space to record our podcast it's ever so kind of you big thank you to them and big thank you to the brave noise team so so good it was a really inspiring conversation
3: as well and I think I really hope that people take away from this that the most important aspect of brave noise is to just be brave and make a noise like stand up put your head above a parapet like don't be afraid to be unashamed about your um like who you are and what your um feelings are as a brewery like if you are all about equality like don't shy away from talking about how much you do care
0: about that brewers breweries tap rooms beer related products beer adjacent beer adjacent products consumers tap rooms all of it pubs all of you can get involved in this initiative and really like show your true colors to the world and let's all do it together yeah i think that was
3: it was a really inspiring conversation and and we organized it with i didn't really think about the possibility of doing this until quite close to the time that we were due to go there and i had done the um the the safe uh, active bystander training where i first spoke to ash and then i kind of went "Ooh, i wonder if we could interview them and and tom from we are Beer, very very kindly thank Thanks, you to tom, tom as well he set that into uh, he set the um connection up there for me to sort of ask the question if it would be all right and um yeah he was he was really great in helping with with the comms there as well so um i'm really glad we managed to pull that off because i feel like the conversation that we've had was really important and it's yeah. stuff that people really needed to hear and um yeah just a massive just a massive thank you all around and i hope you guys really enjoyed that conversation and took some stuff away from that conversation because it was quite a big one in terms of importance and and what i think the messages were from that so
0: definitely definitely um Tori if people would like to tell you how inspiring this episode has been or if they've got questions about brave noise and you can point them in the right direction where can they get hold of you yes please feel free I feel like now that I've got
3: the t-shirts now I'm like please come talk to me and I'll if i don't know the answer which i probably don't i mean we i know, know someone who i'll does find some the answer. right people that yeah. do because i know many people that do uh so yeah you can find me on instagram at adventures underscore in underscore optimism uh you can get me on gmail at adventures in at gmail.com or i will very likely answer your email if you submit it to the podcast at a women's brew podcast at gmail.com uh joe where can people find you if they
0: want to talk to you about the amazing conversation we had? Come and talk to me about the conversation. Come and ask me if you want to know about homebrewing it because we did that and I can give you some tips on that. Um, I am at my beer school, which is Love Beer Learning, and that is on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Pinterest. I'm usually on Instagram. I'm sometimes on, Twitter, on TikTok, but come find me there. If you can't find me there, come to my website, which is Love Beer Learning dot UK all of our uh, brave noise episodes from the podcast are there as well if you have not heard them and you can email me on lovebelearning at gmail.com and don't forget you can check out the podcast on instagram it, and we are a woman's brew we're on right. YouTube as well we're, we're, we're on YouTube everywhere.
3: We're, we're everywhere, we're you can everywhere.
0: Ask, we can ask Alexa your smart yeah. speaker whatever we're, we're there <laughs> we are everywhere come make a brave noise with us so on that note <sighs>
2: Cheers. Cheers. I don't have a drink anymore.